Issue number seven of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm the all new Andy, and with me are my co hosts, Dark Shane. (laughs) (laughs) So dark and fearless Rory. Oh, hello, everybody. Hi. I love my so one of my one of my favorite things about doing that is the way that you guys respond has absolutely nothing to do ever with the adjective that I've given you and it I don't Didn't know I sound like, it really I, did, I don't think I sounded afraid I think it's on it's, it is it's, I think it matches my adjective <laughs> today's comics follow the Fantastic Four and Spider Man. And they take us from July through October of 1965. And of course, during this time, Medicare is established into law. Castro allows Cubans to emigrate to the U.S. And My Mother the Car premieres on NBC. Isn't it great how uh, that we don't have to worry about healthcare anymore after 1967 (laughs) and now everybody's just got it and it's awesome? Yeah, it's super great. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. <laughs> you know how much a oh. baby costs to escort out? Do you know how much it costs you to escort out one baby? <laughs> you better get that WAP insured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is nothing. Because the hospital's parenting. gonna the hospital's gonna take all your gold for that baby. <laughs> <laughs> that damn hospital took all my gold. <laughs> Can hospitals accept gold as payment? Do you think they prefer that to to insurance? They definitely do. (laughs) I mean, you don't charge 20 grand for a baby if you're not into gold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So we've uh, we, we're in a we're we're still in a new a new world for this podcast right now where we've gone down to only two titles. So the choice of what we talk about first is kind of a binary. Does anybody have a druthers? You got you got a feeling on whether we talk about Fantastic Four or Spider Man first? I feel like we should talk Fantastic Four first. Let's sure. get the okay. bad stuff. Let's get bad out of the way and then go into deliciously delightful. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to really turn you guys around on Fantastic Four. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay okay so this this kind of uh with the the exception of the annual right so we read three issues of fantastic four and then it's annual uh Mm -hmm. this is basically one story because we ended last week with the thing deciding you wanted to bail uh because he'd had he'd had one too many bad experiences and just was really pissed about still being a monster I, I don't know. I thought this was kind of fun. There's a lot of weird shit I, going I on. I did like it. I, I didn't like how him leaving the group had pretty much no bearing on the story because he was hypnotized almost immediately. They take it They take it away from him. I mean, you could have predicted it. Given what we've read so far, you could have predicted that they would not let us have a cool moment last for very long. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, 
because all we get is the thing sort of jumping on the back of a flatbed truck and being like, oh, I'm out of here. As soon as I turn 18, I am out of here. And, <laughs> and then he just leaves town and immediately gets whammied by the frightful, the frightful four. And then it's and then it's just a brainwashed hero fight again, right? I mean, we've done that. We've we've been doing this podcast for seven weeks, and we've already had at least a couple brainwashed hero fights. Yeah, like, I think two, they've three? already kind of keyed into the fact that while it makes almost no narrative sense, and they have to keep bending over backwards to set it up, people go fucking apeshit for watching their two favorite heroes. Heroes, their two favorite heroes, <laughs> you know, do just duke it out. I know, and. I guess there's something to that, but you know, it's it's that part of the comic book nerd culture that I've never really felt like I wanted to engage with, where everyone's like, "Who do you think would win in a fight between Thor and the?" Ho-? I don't fucking care, man. I don't care. That kind of thing. That there, there's no way that that fight happens in the comics and they walk away and one of them like legit died or something, right? I mean, like they got to have more titles, so nobody's gonna have a fair fight. Plus, well, you know, know that they're going to do it a second time and, a, like, a different one wins. Like, it's not even mm-hmm. definitive. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was just, I was thinking there, there are only, like, a couple of those fights that I can, like, actually get behind and get excited about. And one is, like, the Hulk Wolverine, like, sure. saga, right? That one's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But that's, like, that was actually interesting and in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, well, there's some good matchups you can find. Uh, especially if there's like writing that supports them having a problem, which is why it was almost so cool here because Ben has a legitimate grief with Reed. He's got serious beef and he could have been, it could have been explored in a cool way. Uh, we do get the, we do get to watch them trade blows in a pretty, in a pretty interesting little, little fight. Uh, mm-hmm. It ends with Ben Grimm sho- shoving Reed Richards into a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize the elastic. Like it's a fun little like. I had, nothing in this in in these comics are you know at all scientific, but it's a fun little like. Oh, of course you can squeeze Reed Richards that you don't see explored. You know. Yeah. Well, nobody ever. Nobody ever man. does that. He's a lot. Yeah. He's like the a ketchup thing, bottle. The thing could <laughs> could do that. Put him in yeah. a ketchup bottle. <laughs> Well, and I, I really like that because, yeah, then like Sue Sue sees the ketchup bottle when she's r- running away. It's not a ketchup bottle. It's like an urn. It looks like an urn for ashes or something. And she sees it like rolling around and she's like, that's weird, but I guess I'll it's, take it's, it. That's fully bouncing around. Yeah. I guess I'll take this bouncing thing. She <laughs> says she can vaguely make out a voice, which mm, uh, yeah, right. is still kind of weird. Like, I don't know why you assume a bouncing. Well, it is bouncing. If it was just rolling around screaming, <laughs> I think it's an odd leap to say. I, I bet my husband's in there. Right, uh, right. <laughs> but if you're if you're married to a bouncing man, to a man who bounces, <laughs> a man who's been known to bounce here and there. Rule number one of the Richards household, always inspect weird bottles. Always be bouncing. <laughs> always be ready for those bouncing bottles. Uh. The thing that I most want to talk about from this little chunk is uh, the traps that the the Frightful Four set for the Fantastic Four. They're like little perfect traps <laughs> because... Oh, the super <laughs> condom? Sue Storm super condom? <laughs> the super condom. <laughs> These are so fucking funny. So Sue Storm, they just have a big plastic bag they put her in. <laughs> and they call it that. They don't use any fun like comic jazz on it. It's just a big old bag. <laughs> for Johnny Storm, they, they, they 
<laughs> come up with a, a thing, basically three shower heads that yeah. are just going to spray him with water if he does it, anything. It's, it's like um, <laughs> it's like they tied him to a sprinkler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But no, if it's if it's sent to smoke, the sprinkler turns on, and then the best one, <laughs> the best one, is for Reed Richards, which they have just a big board, board? covered in paste, <laughs> <laughs> and then even Sam Medusa's like, get Reed over onto this board covered in paste. Get him on the pasteboard. It looks like fly paper for a man. It's man paper. <laughs> God, I fucking I lost it reading that section because they treat it so seriously because we're yeah, supposed so to really be scared of the trapster. The frightful <laughs> I know they want it so bad. The frightful four have kidnapped Bengarim with a kind of a hand wavy just like they just I don't know, get him somehow and then I didn't get this at all. At first I thought it was like a Doctor Strange villain. It felt more like magic than any sort of like I mean, he is anyway, the wizard, but he seems he to use science. The, he just uses, yeah. Anyway, he's they, a science uh, wizard. They use they use plot to capture Ben Grimm, and uh, they use a plot uh, a little plot device. There are so many silly gizmos this week, like yeah. way more than normal. You know, people just randomly have my my emotion switching ray or my <laughs> battery powered id detector. Oh, dude. <laughs> It's so good, though. Uh, and I love they kind of have their own internal logic about some of them, right? Because they've got the the, the id thing that, that brainwashes the thing. And then there's kind of a fun twist where we find out that when Sue is escaping, she like defused it or fucked with it. And so when they use it on Johnny, Johnny's faking it. So Johnny realizes it's not working and he ends up faking being enthralled. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I, I did kind of like that. So like they introduced a really dumb gizmo, but then they they kind of they kind of turned it back on me. And I was like, okay, I, I don't mind this only, existing. Except not really. I mean, it was a fun reveal, and then everybody knows Johnny was faking it one panel after we learn it. We mm-hmm. don't get to see Johnny Storm ever. I guess if you're a sharp reader, you'll remember that Sue fucked with the device. But she never said like it's not clear that it's No out of commission but like appears operational she doesn't none of that is at all given text no you know which which is i i don't know i i think that there's there's kind of like two levels of twists you can have and one is the one where there's no way a a a consumer of the media could ever have called it and then the other one is like you know more mystery novel style where like the breadcrumbs are laid and i don't think that any comics any comics that we're reading right now are doing the breadcrumb style they're all just sort of being like Boom! I had this the whole time. I don't even mind learning it. I just wish we got to see Johnny Storm faking it for longer. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny fakes it with all the women. <laughs> uh, Johnny doesn't fake it with me. Oh, well. I'm sure that's what he told you. Uh, <laughs> speaking, it is speaking what of- he told me. <laughs> you lie! Uh, speaking of Johnny, I have to point out how wild it is to me that every dude in this whole comic has fallen for Medusa. Uh, yeah. Because all three of the Frightful Four clearly want to get down with her. She's like the shadow leader because she can just kind of turn it on and they'll do what she wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's into Reed because she's well, like really she's, into, I guess she's, she's really into like unconscious dudes stuck to boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she's also not even just the shadow leader. It's like, 
Because Wizard's the one who's like super self-conscious about who's the leader. Medusa mm-hmm. is not that broken up about it. She just knows she's better than him. She knows his yeah. powers. She knows, you know, gravity discs are kind of dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're not. They're so cool. They're are so they? cool. Are they? They do a pretty good job paying off their incredibly stupid ideas. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the glue villain is fairly effective. The glue guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking it's a, C- Captain Glue. You know, Ooh. Medusa with her, you know, you know, sentient, you know, infinite hair is also kind of stupid. And they do a good job making that cool. But yeah. I, I love her weird hair. I know it's, it's great. Cool. It's so but it's so f- fun to move across a page and see all of her just hair in weird mm-hmm. places. A hundred percent. But pretend you were shit. reading it in novel form. It's a dumb idea, given <laughs> like just given coolness through you know through the through the visual medium. Like they use well, it well. Well, uh, yeah, a, obviously, there, I wouldn't want to read about it. No, <laughs> I want to. I want to see that lady smack me with her wet hair and turn my flame off. Oh, the like, wet oh, hair! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she, she literally is like, "Take my soggy hair, Johnny," and he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no, S- slap me with your hair, mommy." Uh, actually, there's an incredible panel where Medusa—they're all like the frightful four are moving through a hallway, and there's a bunch of like, I don't know, you, so it's sort of like an industrial-looking hallway with big pipes and stuff. I think it's in the Baxter Building. And in this panel, like, they're all walking. And it's just a fun detail. Medusa is just like, nah, fuck walking. And she's using her hair to, like, instead of, like, arm over arming a pole, she's using her hair to grab the pole and move through. And so her hair is, she's, like, hanging by her hair off, like, from the ceiling. And it's a really cool look. Uh, so, yeah, it it lives and dies on the on the artist here to make it fun. But everyone's into her, including Johnny. At the end of this issue, it's so funny. Johnny... Johnny just lets her go. She runs away and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Why am I not running after her? Is it because I don't want to fight a girl or is it something more? <laughs> and he gets back to the crew and Reed is like, what the fuck did you, what, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, yeah, don't get riled, kid. I understand. She's an extremely <laughs> yeah. attractive female. I know. Reed, Reed, Reed lets his letter aside kind of come out again. But yeah, Johnny Storm decides, you know, like, we can't, I can't, I can't send the woman with infinite hair to, to jail before, you know, she's had a chance <laughs> to tumble with Jonathan Badweather <laughs> before she's met his bedroom persona. Oh, no. God, I really, lo- I really love the idea that he's got a suave version of himself called Jonathan Badweather. That's so good. Mm, Jonathan it's, Badweather he, it's, calling. He comes out of the bathroom and he's got a girl over and she's like waiting for him. He's like, hold on, I need to go freshen up. And he comes out just wearing a top hat and he's like, hello, I'm Jonathan Badweather. Oh, but he also like draws on a little pencil mustache. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, this is my fuck Sona. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's fun it's, it's fun stupid. too because well, the only person i ever think of with the little with the just pencil mustache is is john waters which is also <laughs> kind of an opposite of yes. johnny storm yeah shit uh yeah so um ben Grimm, who has been um we left off in the action reed richards sue storm have escaped johnny is pretending to be a fearsome four. Mm-hmm. And they come back to Mount to Rescue. They sort of 
into it that Johnny must be faking it because they were not burned to a crisp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then we later learned, no, this may have come up in an issue we have skipped, but apparently he's taken some kind of, some kind of yeah. torch, the blood oath of the human torch to never, to never burn a human being. Uh, I don't know how you do that when all you do is burn and your power, <laughs> like, but I know <laughs> he, he will never lay his fiery hands on a, on the, on the, on the pink flesh of a, of a, of a sweet, you know, of a sweet human. Uh, Unless they're into it, yeah. Unless Unless they're they're into it, it. unless he, unless they let him get a little, a little, you know, yeah, a little hot in the bedroom. Let him turn it up to medium high. Oh Oh my god, no! Oh my god, you get in there, he comes out. It's Jonathan Badweather, and you're, and he's like, "How do you want it?" And you're like, "Medium Medium rare, medium rare." (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say not enough to roast a steak, or not enough to cook a steak, but you know, you could roast some mushrooms. Yeah. Oh my god. Sa- <laughs> Treat me like me, one of your Jonathan. kebabs. Jonathan! Sa- me, Jonathan. <laughs> I want to be blanched. I want to be blanched. Yeah, boil my pot. <laughs> uh, god, yeah, they, 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 Reed, Reed, like, D whammies the thing. He, like, D deprograms him with, I don't know, some kind of gizmo. He's always got gizmos. There's there's an interesting thing that happens when, when Reed is trying to reverse it that winds up not getting much um, page time, which is that he had to do something with cosmic rays, which... Uh, yeah. Putting more cosmic rays out of the guy who hates you right now because of what you... Because you put him in... You got him... <laughs> yeah. Keep hitting him with cosmic rays. Keep hitting him with <laughs> cosmic rays as often as you fucking can. <laughs> Yeah, until his body turns into granite. <laughs> um, <laughs> Reed, Reed, why don't you wash the dishes? Oop, cosmic rays. <laughs> Oops. Reed, what are you doing looking at Alicia? Cosmic rays. <laughs> I wish that got a little bit more more time to explore. But yeah, suffice to say, he's trying to restore Ben's rightful mind. And here's another neat idea that got no no follow up. Was that the Ben Grimm that comes out? is not the original Ben Grimm and not the mind whammy Ben Grimm. It is a third brain that has been changed through the process of having been hypnotized or been restored. We're not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a throwaway line that it's like, it's not Ben Grimm, but then it's clearly, it is Ben Grimm. It's his personality, but it's it's just not what he was before the hypnosis. Yeah. And again, I can't imagine they're going to do anything with that. No, that, I mean, uh, if we're gonna get Story Boy on it, that's Ben Grimm's change to re- have returned, have been on a journey and returned to hero, now able to affect change and right. win, the, win the fight. Um, he's a new, he's a transformed person. He's Gandalf the White, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a cool idea that if they're gonna write it in, I, I definitely wished to see a little more of it in action. See him say he's changed, like he's still angry, but he knows he's part of this team or whatever yeah yeah totally uh but he does wake up and he does save the day i also liked his fight with um with both reed richards and and sue storm as 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 whammied as whammy thing i guess he can attack the force field so hard that it she feels you know reverbial pain yeah and she like faints like immediately and then he and then he oh shane then he just gives Johnny Storm the lightest finger on the brain, knocks him right out. <laughs> just a little finger, just a little poke. 
puts baby to bed. Just, just, just a little, just a little brain poke. I think he even says something like, "Oh, oh for you, all I need is one finger. I just need one finger, like baby." <laughs> ba- ah, <laughs> same. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's just Jonathan a, he's just a big... Bad, Jonathan Badweather, give me your one finger. <laughs> This is getting so sexual, but it's not our fault. These comics are so sexy. Yeah, it's totally not our fault. I want to talk about the annual. It is stupid. It's an annual. <laughs> Can we talk yeah. about how dumb it is? <laughs> it, I, it's, yeah. it's it's solidly annual. It's interesting because it's story relevant in a way a lot of annuals frequently aren't. It's the mm-hmm. actual wedding of Reed and uh, it is. Sue. Um, but it's this, it, but it is kind of outside of any sort of normal tension. An annual is often this kind of, just a, it's kind of a gag, right? It's just for a laugh. Yeah. Nothing, nothing impertinent to the story happens. You usually have this giant, and they did this one, I don't know about for the first time in Marvel, first time we've seen, even more than the uh, engagement party is this just giant gathering of heroes yeah. and villains. Yeah. Really it's seen everybody crazy. Thrown They're all in trying to get COVID. Um, <laughs> now, well, so so something I thought was interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna name a bunch of people here in a second, just to sort of give you a, an idea. But like one one thing I found interesting, one of the first people that we see is uh, Patsy and Hetty, and they it's like this is the first time that those two characters, uh, who of course, if you're listening to this podcast or you've never read them before, you have no context for. Um, but this brings them into the Marvel universe. Uh, because they're they're from the '40s and they've like always had their own co- like uh, comic line. Patsy is a character who I think later is um, God. What's her name? It's like uh, it's Hellcat. So she later becomes Hellcat uh, as a hero, but she starts as like a you know like a teen romance comic star, and they oh. bring her into the Marvel universe in this annual uh, by putting mm. her in the in the crowd at the wedding, and I find that very interesting. That's like how Dracula is canonically in the Marvel universe. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Dracula. There's a real Dracula. <laughs> so here, I'm gonna I'm gonna name some things. Tell me if I missed anybody, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go real fast to give you an idea of who all is in this fucking issue. Here we go. Roughly in order of appearance, we've got Tony Stark, Patsy and Hetty, the Puppet Master, Colonel Fury, Red Ghost, and his Super Apes. Professor, right, well, we X. gotta just stop right now on the Red Ghost and the Super Apes because <laughs> this is. Angela three in. I know, but I gotta, I gotta throw it to my boy. There's this guy, Red Ghost. I'm assuming is a communist reference. I and, assume so. Uh, he is a ghost, and he has <laughs> and he trained three. Apes. He has three trained monkeys. One of them he's trained to use a laser gun. <laughs> so the baboon, the baboon has a gun, and that's just part of the setup. Um, it's so there's so three good. monkeys. One has a gun and a ghost, and they hang out and are bad together. <laughs> and, so, we, it's the, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. And we had we had been we had been teased on this because this was in oh, like the first mar uh, the first or second Fantastic Four annual that had like the, one of those villain galleries in it. Uh, so we technically saw him, but we'd never seen him in an issue until this moment. I know skipped, like, in the gallery you don't get an idea just how stupid it is. You've got to Ex- see exactly. You've got to see a ghost flying around and a monkey shooting his gun to like be <laughs> to just be in it. <laughs> okay, Red Ghost and his super apes, Professor X, the X Men, Mole Man, Doctor Strange, the Mandarin, Super Scroll, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. Thor and the rest of the Avengers, like Captain America and the Ant Man, et cetera, et cetera. We got Matt Murdock as this daredevil. We got the Executioner and Mister Hyde, which are two villains that we've never met before, but are I guess real. We've got Spider Man. We've got Electro. We've got the Beetle. We've got Quicksilver showing oh, up out of nowhere. We've got I Atuma. Fucking Atuma, the warlord from under the sea. We've got the Watcher, Uwachi the Watcher. The and Watcher then, showing up was crazy. I did not know that he was part of the show this early, or part of the the Marvel Universe this early. Yeah. And then, at the very end, we have fucking Jack and Stan. <laughs> yeah, Jack and Stan showing up like, uh, they're like, uh, it's like the Stanley the Stanley cameos in the movies, kind of. It also... It is. It also has a... Uh, Oh, what are their names? Wall, uh, the the Muppet, the two Muppet, the two cranky Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, a little fourth <laughs> Wally, a little old kind of bantery Jewish kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 funny, and they're kicked out of the wedding. They're like wedding crashers, and they're like, ah, fuck it, we'll go write another issue of the this very comic or whatever, you know? Like, uh, it's it's silly, but this this but this issue does feel like one big gag and an excuse to get as many human beings as possible from their their hero lines into the same book. And it's the first reference I've ever seen of Stanley giving giving Jack Kirby's fair dues of like treating yeah. like an equal. Uh huh. Which is, I guess, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. At least it happened once. It's better yeah. than never happening. But, you know, basically, I, I forgot Dr. Doom because he's the one who uses some sort of machine. It's very hand Some sort of em- emotion I- flipping machine. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like from a distance. It doesn't even it seem only like he shows villains. up. He like uses it from Latveria. Yeah. It only affects villains that we've heretofore seen in the comics. So And they the all thing. show up mad. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah, one would assume he's in Latveria. This really odd uh, drawing because it's not clear. It looks like he goes to the window and says <laughs> something's going on at the Baxter Building. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the idea that he's just got a hotel room like within eye shot of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Oh my god, he's like he's like he's like rear window. <laughs> They've got towers next to each other. Yeah, this is just a rear window situation. <laughs> Fuck. What a busybody. Yeah, so he pisses off all the villains and they all show up trying to cause trouble at this wedding. Um including Red the, the Red Ghost in the Super Ape sequence is the best because they attack Reed and Sue directly while they're getting dressed and then Doctor Strange shows up out of nowhere and just flings them into another dimension and he's like thanks friend and they just shake hands. <laughs> uh can we talk about I mean we should talk about Spider-Man soon but, but the Watcher can, is something I find interesting. Can we talk about I'm glad you said the Watcher cuz I was also thinking the Watcher. Can we talk about his dumb head? Yeah, they, they it makes they, me so uh, mad. They they iterate him a little bit. Right now he looks like a sort of giant like a, baby Roman. He's a baby. <laughs> he's, he's a, a baby giant doll. baby. That's all he is. He's New Year's baby and he's giant. I, I imagine him just like, yes, I can only watch. I'm I'm very mystical and then he's just like, "Oh, hold on." He turns around and then some little kids just like feeding him mushy peas through his mouth <laughs> that he doesn't open. Like, "Open your mouth." <laughs> I also peed. Change yeah. me. <laughs> All the people are changing him as he's talking about the makings of the universe. Yeah. And it is just it like... is fun where he he shows up. He shows up in the middle of this fight and is like, "I can only watch if you follow me back home through this portal." I can't stop you. Legally, I can't stop you. 
<laughs> but I can bring you and to then, a room full of guns. There are no re- laws yeah. against you finding a gun in my house. <laughs> Classic Marvel. I can't be responsible for what happens. I found this loophole, which is called <laughs> putting you in my house full of guns. <laughs> Uh, fuck god damn it what a what a uh, this is why i love fantastic four it gives me so much joy so much joy even if the comics themselves aren't wonderful just the getting to talk about this stuff is so enjoyable thank you uh yeah but we should we should make a make a little pivot over to the spidey boy uh, because he had a lot of very exciting adventures this week spider-man had a lot going on this week and uh, in a very Johnny Storm way, I feel like he he had a lot of very suggestive poses that he was making. I found <gasps> myself really stopping a lot on different panels and going, "Oh my word! Oh my! <laughs> Spider Man! Spider Man! What are you doing, Step Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Spider Man! Are you stuck in that washing machine? <laughs> Oops! I've webbed myself. oh shit so the first the first thing we we had i mean we let's see over the over the course of the the issues we deal with uh we deal with the crime master and the green goblin we talk we meet the molten man Uh, molten man Man made me so angry (laughs) Uh, the uh, chiseled golden statue who's wet all the time yeah yes Yes! slippery slippery oscar boy He's just a slippery Oscar. There's a spot where Spider-Man shoots web at him, and he says, oh, no, the webbing, it wouldn't stick to his slick, molten skin. And then this fucking Academy Award stands there having his shirt ripped off like some sort of cocky, wet Adonis. That's so, it's so sick. Like, uh, (laughs) the entire issue is is Molten Man becoming progressively more naked till he's arrested in a loincloth. Yes! Yeah. 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 I think there's a there's a, a Spider-Man only uh, manages to like restrain Molten Man uh by managing to like he his webs won't stick to him but he can still like hog tie him with webs and then he's just like we're spending multiple panels like just watching him tie up this Molten Man and I'm thinking like <laughs> Damn, does does BDSM like stand for big big dick Spider Man now? Like, like this is what we're Shut doing. Up. This is this is what we're doing. I it's fucking intense. Molten Man was something else. God, yeah. I mean, there's nothing even to say about that issue. It's dumb. It's just it's just a, a man. It's just there's a man like, wait, covered there's, in metal. There's an incredible okay, moment. There's an incredible moment where Molten Man realizes that he that his clothes are coming off and he goes, hmm, I noticed that you have a superhero look. I guess I'll take my clothes off even more. And he rips off his like he rips he off turns the, his, the, his jeans into legs. jorts. He turns them into jorts. <laughs> God. And Spider-Man's like, oh, shit, jorts, my weakness. <laughs> Damn it, he, he really powered up when he really found his his signature look. Yeah, uh, something I wanted to point out was at the beginning of that issue, it was really funny. There's another really good letterer dunk. I've got my eye open for these now at the at the front of stories. Um, so on this Molten Man title page, it says, Written and edited with loving care by Stan Lee. Plotted and drawn with talent rare by Steve Ditko. 
Lettered and Bordered with a Vacant Stare by Sam Rosen. (laughs) (laughs) They're always so mean to him. (laughs) So fucking savage. (laughs) Poor Sam. Poor letterers. It's so good. It's so fucking good. (laughs) Yeah, we should should maybe maybe briefly cover the the Crime Master two-parter. It's like kind of, it's close to interesting. There's a mystery here that I was kind of intrigued by, except for the fact that as we've discussed before, knowing that Green Goblin is Norman Osborn, we kind of, we lose out on this mystery a little bit because we already know his identity. But we still haven't met him in the in the series. No, no, we have not met him in the series. And I'm not 100% sure we're going to, like, it's, it, I am not convinced that they're going to, like, have made Norman Osborn an, an interesting character the first time we meet him, you know? Right, uh, right, I'll, I'll I I'm interested to see if they'll have established him as, like, a mentor of uh, of Peter's uh, yeah. in college. He just in in these issues. He just graduated high school, right? And, exactly. Uh, we do see his graduation, which J. Jonah Jameson to, speaks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my and god. Now he's going to go to college university or city university, but it's equally vague. It's uh, it's Empire State <laughs> University. Empire State U. <laughs> yeah. It's it's actually it's it's interesting though because we've got this character Foswell who is a uh, who was the big man who was the former leader of the enforcers when we first met the enforcers, uh, who after getting out of prison, JJ Jameson has rehired as, uh, as a reporter again. Uh, and Foswell, we're supposed to think through most of these two issues is going to either turn out to be the crime master. Who's this new mob boss on the scene or the green goblin, because we've been teasing his secret identity for so long now for multiple issues. Uh, and it, it is admittedly kind of fun to see that in the end he's neither of them and he's actually on the up and up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked I liked that angle. R- real quick before you before we get too deep into this comic, Andy, to kind of kind of segue from um, people having fun appearances in comics. Did you notice that we were not even a full sentence into this and Stan like jumped in with one of his little notes? Where where? In the very well, first, I, the very first panel of the fucking book, <laughs> Spider Man, Spider Man's like, "Oh, I have to look for the costume that my aunt took from me." And then God, this says, costume is, there an plus? is outrageous. <laughs> it says, as shown in Spider Man, yeah. like this is number twenty six. It says, "As shown last issue." <laughs> we've been we've been dealing with the fact that Spider Man hates sewing and won't make a new costume for so fucking long. It's I the know. stupidest plot I've ever seen. Because we had a whole thing that we didn't even bother talking about last week where it was all about, like, washing machine drama. Washing machine (laughs) drama. And his suit was too wet to wear. And, like, (laughs) fucking, what are we doing? This is such stupid drama. This makes no sense. Oh, and he had two suits. But, oh, where's that one? Oh, and now, like, Aunt May. I can't just ask her where she put it. Oh, I'm going to search the house and try and find where Aunt May stored my suit. Fuck. <laughs> it's a, it's if a only mess. Flash Thompson could see me now using this needle and thread like a girl, a girl like, do. like a female. You got to say the word female because Sorry. that's how they do it. That's how they like do it in these female. comics. Oh, I I do. We need to give we need to give Betty some big points this week. She's done. She's done with this Peter Parker malarkey. Done with Peter her. Parker. Ned Leeds, the greatest arch enemy <sighs> of Spider Man, gra- an actual good man, shows up. <laughs> and yeah, his biggest enemy is just a straight up good fucking dude. <laughs> what does that say about this psychopath? <laughs> but Betty, Betty says this. This is the best thing that Betty's ever said. She finally asks. She says the quiet part out loud. She goes, 
how many more girlfriends do you have, Peter? And I was like, damn, because it is, it is, we have been asking that question since this yeah. podcast began. Mm-hmm. And but it's, it's odd really because nice. she's mostly mad about Mary Jane Watson because she's so, I know, she's, she's so, so fuckable. She's so goddamn <laughs> fuckable, but we've never seen her and, <laughs> and Peter has never seen her. I know. Like she's mad about a, a, an honest mistake, despite the fact that he's behaving incredibly poorly. And there's very real things she should be mad at him for. Yes. Um, yeah. And then we see the other side of it with Liz. Like Liz is pissed at him because he got into a fight with Flash Thompson finally, and she's like, "Damn it! I thought you were a guy that wasn't going to use his fists, and now it's like I don't, I don't like either of you. It pisses me off." <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> All these guys are so into their fists. And then her grand confession at graduation is that she was been in love with him forever, basically. And it's like, okay, yeah. okay. I don't like that. No, I know. It's no. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't she know. She was just too. She was just too afraid of his brain, of his big boy, of his big manly brain. There's <laughs> <laughs> just something funny about like seeing this this relationship drama play out, and then like we turn the page, and it's like, meanwhile, and the crime master is like blowing up mob bosses' cars, just like on the street. He like walks. <laughs> he like blows this guy's car up while he's on the phone to them he's like look out your window look Boom. out your window he's like I'm, I'm the fucking ruler of the mob now it's like that's not how this works you just blew up his car such a weird power play <laughs> yeah I don't know there's a there's an interesting back and forth I guess with Crime Master sort of uh, cutting go- Green Goblin out of this deal that they'd sort of made together and then like when he's trying to make his big play to take control of all the mobs, Goblin shows up with an unconscious Spider-Man and is like, nope, you're not following him. You're following me because I got Spider-Man. And then there's, it's just, I don't know. It turns into like a huge, a huge melee and all the police come in. You know what was fun about this issue was they made a great use of two really hacky like plot devices mm-hmm. in a way that I think kind of paid off. So... Spider-Man is wearing this uh, janky, this janky uh, costume store version of Spider-Man suit. Yeah, because um, he had to buy one because he doesn't fucking have his own suit because we're still dealing with it. Yes, continue. <laughs> he get, he gets in a tussle with Crime Master, who's like super villainy shtick is that he's got a gas gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crime Master blasts him with the gas gun, and Spider-Man has to take off his his hood and also try to hide his face. It's a fun little drama. He takes mm-hmm. so he's got to get away, get his and get the mask off. Blah 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 blah. Later, because this this uh, you know knockoff Spider-Man suit is causing him so many issues, he decides to glue the, the glue it to his face. In the same issue, glue in, <laughs> he decides to glue the mask to his face. In the same issue as having just had to take his mask off because he's fighting a guy who puts, yes. who shoots gas in his face. <laughs> yes. Now it's. it's- Incredible. <laughs> this feels like the most obvious setup for a really bad, like a just a really hacky shtick writing. Uh-huh. Or schlock writing, I guess. And it kind of goes the opposite. Instead of going toe-to-toe with Crime Master a second time and have, being unable to get his mask off, Goblin gets a hold of him. But he, Goblin can't get his mask off, even after they've knocked him out. Yeah, he's like, fuck, I just want to unmask this guy. God damn it. Why is so, it stuck? <laughs> well, both are kind of dumb. I was I was actually sort of um hoodwinked by the plotting of this of this issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that this I thought this was gonna come up with he's glued his mask to his face and then 
you know. Oh no, gas. Gets and then gets gassed again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that was a, a kind of a fun issue, uh, except it ends with the crime master getting just completely iced by police on a rooftop, and they're like, "Oh, we've got you surrounded." Nah, whatever. I guess we'll just fucking shoot you dead. And he <laughs> and he can't tell anybody Green Goblin's true identity before he dies. Uh, oh, damn! I guess we're gonna have that mystery holding over us for another <laughs> few issues. Uh, and then what do we what do we get for the last Spider Man stuff? We had the Scorpion. With another bizarre escape from prison, uh, because the prisons don't seem to make any sense. Like I guess la- last time, what was it? Was it the was it the beetle that was like, yeah, there's no rule against giving a man his costume back after he gets out of jail. In, in this <laughs> one, Scorpion just threw a tantrum until they gave him his costume to calm him down. <laughs> Not like I in guess, prison. okay, here you go. <laughs> Even though his costume doesn't seem to do anything besides the spring tail, he's got the tail, yeah, uh, yeah, well, but, but otherwise. Uh, He's got the proportional strength of a thousand scorpions. <laughs> but it but it's attached to his body, right? Like they couldn't actually take it away from him. I thought that I thought it Isn't, was. Yeah, I think it's actually like attached to him, which is Well, like, it's not what they know. say in the issue. They say they give him his costume back to calm him down because he pretended to be crazy in prison. So I think the tail maybe isn't isn't like physically attached to him. And he said that he needed a tail to like spring across the courtyard in the middle of the prison. It's definitely it's definitely an artificial tail. He says as much. Right. Uh, Were you imagining a big fleshy penis coming out of his butt? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no. it is really just it. It doesn't have a tail shape. It's like it's just a cylinder that has a little knob end. Yeah. This was a this is a dumb idea that they do fail to pay off. They don't make scorpion's tail cool just the fact that he leaps it's just stupid Mm -hmm. it's it's only there to look like a scorpion tail it's design wise and narratively it's fucking just an awful idea that it's just that he just uses it to shoot himself places yeah with his tail you know if you're gonna have a villain called the scorpion and he's got a tail that tail should have a pointy end for fuck's sake (laughs) let him skewer people with it or shoot like a real scorpion yeah god damn it and then this annual, the Spider-Man annual that we read, uh, hey, Doctor Strange came back, and hey, he made a wet turd happen again. <laughs> uh, did anyone even enjoy this issue? There's the, there's nothing here. There's a wand of Watum that Xandu wants. I, I'll give it. I, I, I did enjoy some things. I actually, okay. I actually did enjoy some things. Spider-Man having to deal with magical stuff was kind of fun. Like he's like, yeah, huh? Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man grabbing the wand and just like. Chilling in the the other dimensions, he's just like walking along in some other weird dimension. Like, oh, I guess this is pretty cool. He doesn't even have any idea how <laughs> fucked he is. He's yeah, just like, wow, exactly. This place is neat. <laughs> um, he has the he has the presence of mind to just wait for the goons to come and try and retrieve him. He's like, well, I guess my only way home is if they come and catch me. So I'll just let yeah. myself get caught. <laughs> uh, a couple a couple of things of note that I like. I I very much enjoyed from that from the issue is that there's a borscht recipe that was on the ancient scroll, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And Doctor yes. Strange is like, it looks just like a recipe, but if I stare at it and cross my eyes and do a little dance, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it turned into a really good borscht recipe. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's the perfect borscht, it's five star. Um, but there's also a moment where. Doctor Strange says, "May Vishanti watch over you," and Spider Man goes, oh. "And may and may your amulet never tickle." Yeah. <laughs> I I love 
I love that Peter Parker has just no chill there where he's just like, how the fuck do I respond to something like this? And he just comes up with his best, it's his best attempt at a weird psycho babble, like weird <laughs> mystical shit. And may your amulet never tickle. Like what the fuck? It's so real though, because Dr. Strange is just a constant douche chills. Like how do you talk to this guy? It's impossible to talk to this guy. In, in Fantastic Four, um, Reed is, Reed is like, thanks for your help, Dr. Strange. And he hits him back with like, I owed you a debt and a debt I didn't want to like continue owing. Like, like Dr. Strange lives his life by like leprechaun rules. Like he's oath bound by the fairy <laughs> king to repay favors. It's... <laughs> a wizard's oh debt. God. He owes a wizard's debt. <laughs> and is, it is all too excited to pay it off, to be free of this burden. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I can go back sh- to my I've, I've made your shoes for the night, cobbler. My <laughs> debt is paid. <laughs> oh. A saucer of milk was all I asked for. <laughs> Shit. Uh, ding, ding dong, ding dong. It's the alarm. Shane, I think... Uh, I think <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. Ding, 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 ding. It's the fuck, Mary kill alarm. Please hit me. Please hit me with a good fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> Please hit All me. All right. So, so this week's, this week's fuck, Mary kill is a little more, uh, I don't have a good word for it. It's okay. It, 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 just listen. So the first, <laughs> this is the fuck, Mary kill. We have rapid fire breakups. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Your high school graduation. Mm-hmm. And the Human Torch, but he's always wet with Medusa's hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, these are like concepts that I have to think about. Fucking. Oh dear, Shane's got heady with us today. I did. What is the rapid okay. fire breakups in reference to? Um, all the girls who were coming up to Peter Parker uh, and just yeah. saying no more, I mean, no thank and you. Yeah, no. Everyone's like, "Fuck you." We're done, Peter. I, Why? I, I haven't even met this girl. We're done, Peter. What? I didn't even know you liked me. If yep, it's, exactly. If it's for me, I'd have to kill the rapid fire breakups. That's not gonna feel good. It's but not, I did it's like I did like seeing it happen to Peter. So I, yeah, you know, caveat. But for me, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> That's such a funny thing. It's like a really it's like a really politician-y thing to say. Like, well, you know, <laughs> I, I thought about this from both sides, but you know, I really don't like. I just gotta come down. I'm anti pain. I'm anti death. <laughs> I'm. I really don't like breakups. I just got it. Someone's got to say it, you know. But no, I agree. We got to kill the breakups. Here in America, we have the best breakups. We won the breakups. Okay. Now here's where I maybe get a little controversial. I'm not controversial. I think I can explain it well. I fuck the graduation night, right? Oh. One time graduate. Mm-hmm. All good. You don't want to be graduating forever. Like it's the worst. Oh. Right? That's right. One is yep. one is okay. Okay. And okay. now I'm married, and I'm married to a constantly wet Jonathan Badweather. <laughs> <laughs> a soggy bad weather just, just strapped strapped to his shower machine well you definitely don't want to fuck jonathan bad weather when he's soggy because how's he gonna get you medium rare you know what i mean <laughs> but, but he's, well, he's hooked up to an elaborate shower head machine i think we can work something out <laughs> i think we're all in agree i think we all agree i think so i think there's one answer this week god <laughs> <laughs> okay, what if oh what if God. we what if the what if it was how how much you enjoyed that the dumpings happened to Peter? Does that change mm. anything? 
Do you mm. marry Peter Parker getting dumped? Yeah, I probably marry Peter Parker getting dumped. Absolutely. <laughs> I oh. I put a ring on Peter Parker getting dumped so fast. <laughs> oh my god. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. This oh, has been yeah. issue 7 of the Infinite Backlog. This has been a hell of a good time and in the name of Satanish by the flames of Faltine. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. bye.